0: Welcome to Episode 4 of the No Harm No Foul Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Primo. In this episode, we discuss New Year's resolutions and why people fail at them, setting realistic goals, how to make effective change in your life, what's better, city life or the suburban life, the media's misrepresentation of Black men having accountability for their families, marijuana use during adolescence and young adulthood, and inspirational quotes from our guest speaker, Corey Campbell. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Okay, so welcome to episode four of No Harm No Foul podcast. I have my my man here, my right-hand man, Corey, Corey Campbell. Much love. On the show today, we go way back, we family, and you know, he's going to spend some time with us today. And it's going to be a good episode, man. I hope you guys are looking forward to it. How are you feeling today, Corey?
1: I am feeling very well. I look forward to doing this here. It's been uh, a bit of time in the making. The first mm-hmm. time I found out about your
0: podcast, I'm like, I need to be on this here. Mm-hmm. And here we are a few months later. Here we are, man. Yeah. We just wished it into fruition. So how are you feeling though, man? Well, brand new year, new year, you, new me. That's the, the common saying. <laughs> you know. How is your January 2023 turning out so far?
1: So far, it's good. And it's it's good because it's different from every other year that I've ever stepped into. In every year in the past, I've had wishes and goals that I had set. Mm -hmm. And really, those goals were just like truly wishes. But um, I'm not playing playing to that same formula anymore. What I'm doing right now is just working on who is the person that I need to become for 2023, because um, for anything that we want to achieve in this life, it's not about our desire to achieve it, it's who do we become. That's what separates us from everyone else that want the same thing that we also want. So my goal right now is really to become the best version of me, and that means doing the hard things.
0: And what what are some of those hard things?
1: <laughs> you know I was gonna ask that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll start by saying this here. In order for us to like The hard thing is that everyone knows what are the things that they should be doing, Mm -hmm. right? We all have something that we want and we know what we should be doing to achieve that something. But the reality is that we never do it because we want to find a shortcut. We want to find an easier way of doing things. And the hard things to me um, to answer your question is basically waking up early. It's creating a routine and working my ass off every single day without skipping a day to bring my freedom into reality. Because that's what I'm after right now.
0: Okay. So my question to you is, like, what was the tipping point for you to make, to make you want to have this change? So, like, what was that tipping point? Because just being on your, on your Instagram page, uh, we'll put it in the comments as well. Uh, just being on your page for five or ten minutes you get filled with so much motivation and inspiration from that page. So I'm curious, what was the tipping point that made you want to do something like that?
1: That's a really good question, Jason. All right, my tipping points, and I've had quite a few over the years. Um, I remember when my, fo- my son was born, like, like my first son, I remember walking into a grocery store with my wife, and uh, we basically went into this uh, section of the grocery store that had baby clothing and so on. And as my wife, she was looking at those clothes, in my mind, I was, I was thinking, what, why are you looking at this here? Can we even afford this? At that time, she was excited as the the prospect of her brand new son coming into this world. And as a man who's supposed to be a provider, my thought process was like, what the hell are you doing? And I was just filled with anxiety, filled with, you know, feeling inadequate as if I'm not providing. So that was a rock bottom. But now more than ever, we are heading into some crazy times. In my opinion, I think uh, the hardest times are ahead of us for for this civilization. There's a saying that goes like this. Tough times make strong men. Strong men makes easy time. And easy time make weak men. And that is a cycle that just continues over and over and over. And I think right now in society, we're at a point where we've experienced some easy times and the the easy times, it's actually made weak men. And right now, the weak men, we're creating hard times in the process. And I really do think that um, things are getting really challenging right now. And given the person that I am, I'm the type of person that I love to look ahead. Like, where do you see yourself five years from now, 10 years from now? And for me, I'm running from actually having the same life that I have right here, right now. And I have a strong desire for things to be very different. So I'm in progress to creating a new life. And given that I want to have a better life than what I have right now, and I also believe that times are getting harder. Now I need to run. I need to do things th- th- to a higher level that I've done in the past. I really need to like, make things happen in this moment because I feel like there's a short window to actually create the life that, you, that I desire. And that time is now. I've waited a long time. I've fucked around for a long time. And now is, and now is that time for me to go hard
0: okay absolutely i think there's a lot of people out there feeling the same way uh feeling like their backs are against the wall i mean they just raised interest rates i believe for the eighth time in the last 12 months so everybody's feeling a pinch right now and i mean you go to the grocery store i mean you know uh, a ball of lettuce is like six seven dollars in certain areas and stuff like that so um, you know, I think a lot of people want to make that change and want to just better themselves. So my question to you is, like, what steps are you taking to make sure that you fulfill, um, you know, your your goals and, and reach where you want to reach in life?
1: What steps am I taking? So I'm of the firm belief that everything starts with me. Right, So Mm -hmm. everything that I want to do it starts with me and anything that I want to create it starts with me and more So it starts in my mind, right? So knowing that With this this time that's ahead of us. No one is gonna save me not my mom not my brother not not my boss Not the government. No one is gonna save me Jason Yeah, no one is gonna save my family and I am that person to do it so I took responsibility for myself mm-hmm. I took responsibility for my family mm-hmm. and that is completely on me and no one else so that's yeah. one mm-hmm. secondly with taking that responsibility I am aware that shit is gonna be hard I am about I'm, I'm in the process of like creating something that's new for me and I need to become that new person so things are gonna be very hard. And I'm looking looking forward to being that person that do that hard thing over and over and over up until that thing becomes easy. Right? And that hard thing is it's part of my new routine. When am when am I waking up? What are the things that am I involved in? What how am I using my time? Mm-hmm. Time is all that we have. That's it. Time is all that we have. Absolutely. And if I'm to spend spend my time hanging out with people who are not going in the same direction that I'm going in, I am doing my sons a disjustice. Mm-hmm. If I'm to spend my time, you know, my free time watching TV shows on repeat, going to every movie on repeat, I am doing my sons and, and my future and my wife a disjustice. Mm-hmm. So, I need to really be in control of how I'm spending my time. And and that's also a major, major pillar. And for anyone who might be, anyone who might be thinking about their use of time and maybe not seeing the significance of it, try to project a year out from now. Because a year is going to happen a year from now. Absolutely. Try to project five years from now. Mm -hmm. Five years is going to happen five years from now. Maybe try doing 10 years from now. 10 years is going to happen. 10 years from now, whether you get working on the things that you desire or you play up in your bottom, that time is going to go. Mm-hmm. So between here where we are right now and that five-year mark from now, that 10-year mark from now, what are we doing to bridge or bridge the gap and angle ourselves in a trajectory that's going to align us with the things that we want? right so for me um i think we really need to be looking forward we need to be thoughtful of what is to come and and, and the role that we play in our future mm-hmm. and really take responsibility for the things that we need to take responsibility okay. so that we can line ourselves up okay because i really do believe in as you sow so shall you reap
0: amen absolutely so let's let's break it down like specifically, like just give us like an example of a realistic goal that you're trying to obtain in twenty twenty three something that people may be able to resonate with and relate to
1: all right, that's good. That's really good. Um, so a realistic goal for me is that I currently have a job, a good job, right? A good job at a good company with good people, however being the person that I am, the person that do not like, the person that basically love control of my life and the way how I live it. Mm. For me, I've been a rebel all my life and I, I find like a lot of the structures in society is to control us. Mm-hmm. So for me, my goal is to create a business that will provide me the income that I need to have to replace my job and also allow me to do even more. If I want to travel and work, let's say, in my home country of Guyana, I want to have that freedom to to do that. If I want to have certain experience, um, if I want to shop for groceries or shop for clothing and not have to worry about my bank account, Those those are some of the things that I'm looking to overcome. So one of my goals right now is to create a business that's going to provide provide me the income that I that I would need to have the freedom to live the life that I want to live. That's one of my goals.
0: Perfect. Sounds good. And it sounds attainable as well. And it seems like it's obviously just just listening to you. You have the passion and the desire for it. So the only thing that's going to stop you from getting there is you straight up. That's it. So I know it's early in the year and a lot of people are still on, you know, they're hyped and, you know, New Year's resolutions and those kind of things. Um, Just, you know, watching some of your videos, uh, I'm pretty sure you talk to a lot of people uh, regarding what their New Year's resolutions are. What are some of them that you have come across from other people? Man, New Year's resolution
1: to me, it's bullshit. It's straight up bullshit. It's all based on motivation and inspiration in a moment. I'll speak for myself. Mm-hmm. If When I reflected on the last 10 years, there's so many resolutions that I've set and I've never achieved any of them to the highest extent, to the extent that I wanted to achieve, achieve them. Mm-hmm. They were all mostly wishes, and when I say wishes, what I mean is that, these were some things that I would like, but I wasn't prepared to do the work. And so many people are in that place when they're making New Year's resolution. There are things that they would wish for, or they aspire for, and in a moment of motivation and inspiration, they're like, okay, this is the thing I would like. And what that looks like is quitting a bad habit, whether it's smoking, drinking, um, getting healthy, going to the gym. Um (laughs) that one is such a common one. Going to the gym. Of course. Um, you know, take utilizing their time and not investing their, their time into bad relationship and people who are taken away from their happiness. Okay. And and also what I'm also doing as well is uh creating a business, um, achieving a level of finance that 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 I could be more free with. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, those are some of the New Year's resolution that I've came across um, over the years. It's mm-hmm. not unique to 2023, right. but over the years, it's it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned, a lot of them are just wishes with, from people who are not prepared to mm-hmm. take the steps and to become the person they need to become mm-hmm. to achieve
0: the goal. That's right. So they have to change. Yeah. They have to change. Yeah, Or it's going to be be the same goals every year when it comes to New Year's resolutions unless they change. Let's use a a common example like the gym. Um, I noticed that at the gym, you know, it will be packed day one. You know, January 1st, uh, January 2nd, January 3rd. But when it comes to like January 15th or January 21st, you know, the numbers start dwindling a little bit. So why is that? Why are people dropping out of of the gym when, you know, they made that as a resolution? Why do you find what are some of the common things that people struggle with?
1: Yeah, there's there's a few things. So to start with, what I believe is that it's the mindset. Mm. When we think about becoming healthy, what we what majority of people think about is the amount of work that they need to do they they think of it as something that's hard they think about it as this big sacrifice and with that level of thinking they're not in alignment they're not really embodying what it is to become someone that's healthy everything that was ever created starts in the mind and so is our identity so someone who is like i am a healthy person and i am fit and I'm going to the gym to retain that and achieve that versus someone is like who's like, okay, I um, I have this plan to become healthy and I need to go work hard and I need to do these hard things that I do not like doing mm-hmm. to, to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. Someone is, be- the difference between those two people is one, being fit and healthy is an identity and in the second person, it's really just, Okay, these are some of the things that I'm doing. Mm. It's, I'm going to the gym. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It sucks. It hurts, and I'm going to the gym. They don't see having going to the gym as part of their lifestyle and part yeah. of their identity. Right. I think that's the bit. One of the biggest thing. The and sec- the second thing that many people get caught up in is that, I'll use an example. Many times, it's hard for us to even wake up in the morning. If you said a uh, an alarm to wake up, it's hard for you to wake up in the morning because we may not feel like doing something, right? And Mm. the second reason that people fail to achieve their fitness goal is because they operate based on the feelings. It's hard to feel motivated five days a week to go to the gym, three days a week to go to the gym. It's very hard to do that, Mm. Jason. Mm. And if someone is solely relying on the feeling of feeling ready to go to the gym mm-hmm. there's going to be people that piss you off there's going to be situations that happen yep. that demotivates you and when you're in that demotivated state you're not going to feel like doing anything you're just going to want to vegetate in a, in, a, in a chair and watch tv shows of course
0: and people use the weather <laughs> yeah. for excuse not to go it, yeah. it comes as simple as yo, know, it looks cold outside i ain't going to the gym They'll use any excuse, and I'll, just to piggyback on on your thought there, you're right. You have to. It has to be a, a part of your identity and a part of your routine. For me, it's as natural as waking up and brushing my teeth. Mm. That's how natural going to the gym is for me. It's something that I don't even think about. It's just natural. Yeah. If I don't do it throughout the day, I'm like something's missing. I didn't go. I I, I, I kind of feel demoralized not going. Because something is missing out of my daily practice. So that's my advice that I'll throw in there as well is not only make it um, identifiable and, and routine, but make it as natural as waking up in the morning and brushing your teeth. When it's that easy... My goodness, it, it's a game changer,
1: yeah. And to get to that state, it's mm-hmm. something that you need to do over and over and over, it as a habit, yep. And also, you need to overcome the hurdles of not doing it based on how you feel. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's made it successful, if we look at the basketball players, the Olymp- mm-hmm. Olympians, they are not training because they feel like doing it. No one feels like doing the things that they need to do to become successful consistently. There's going to be some times when you don't feel like it and you just get started. You put one foot in in front of the other and get moving towards that goal and as you do that, you create momentum. And the funny thing is that the more you act outside of your feeling to do the things you need to do, Mm. the less impact it's going to have on you moving forward as you're to continue doing that thing. Feelings is going to play lesser and lesser part as you continue doing it, regardless of how you feel.
0: Damn right. You know, facts over feelings, man. That's what it comes down to. Facts over feelings. If you, if you want the results, you have to pay dividends for it and you can't make excuses, um, or you're not going to get where you need to go. So, um, I, I always say, forget the feelings, forget how you feel. Don't be moved by how you feel. Block out that external, external factors or things that may want to come into your feelings block it all out and just focus on the mission focus at the goal at hand you you set out a mission just go out and do it and block out everything else I find that is what helps develop that that um that routine and making it more natural just blocking everything else so I just wanted to touch on that as well man good 100%. stuff Good stuff. Let's rewind. And I want to learn a little bit more about you as the person. Now, you know, growing up, I knew you grew up, you're born and raised in Guyana, right? And when did you come to Canada? And where were you in Canada? Because I believe it's Aurora. You're yes, in for yes. a bit. So we got to talk about that a little bit, because I want to know what what it was like growing up in Aurora? What it was like growing up in Guyana? We'll start with Guyana. For sure. Man, Guyana was
1: awesome. As a kid growing up in Guyana, like the kids in the Western society, mm. they would never, of course, each place have its own advantage. But I grew up in a place where it was just adventures after adventures. Where, where are some of those adventures? Yeah, to? <laughs> I know about waking up at 530 in the morning, mm. me and my brothers getting getting out of the house to go catch fish okay we are going to all these different (laughs) locations we're fishing where alligators are we are fishing where anacondas and and a whole bunch of venomous snakes are Mm -hmm. right and god was with us man (laughs) god had to be with us because i'm sure yeah i've had several occasions where it was so close that i could have died really yeah but god protect us as we're kids man (laughs) yeah but like adventures after adventures uh, i remember going going fishing i remember going fishing uh i remember going into the cane field Mm -hmm. um getting cane uh jumping on these tough boats that are pulling cane and it it was dangerous it was dangerous But again, I really do feel as if there was some sort of guidance and, yeah. and protection with us as kids. Yeah. And um it, it was awesome. It was quite an adventurous childhood. And uh mm-hmm. as far as like transitioning to the life here, mm-hmm. what um, was that like? Like I mean, when I came to Canada, I land I uh started living in Aurora. That mm-hmm. was the typical like amazing suburban life where it's like you 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 come out on your front porch hi neighbor
0: <laughs> <laughs> were they way back actually yes they did okay, yes okay.
1: i, I love Aurora. actually okay, Aurora, okay the people are nice um the neighborhood is very quiet mm-hmm. and um there's not much to do but like you know go to the the places that can allow you to go inward. So what do okay. I mean, mean by that? Mm-hmm. Um, there's like parks and so on for the kids to play basketball and so on. Those, those are there yeah. endlessly. Okay. However, there are, there are natural nature sites. I've always been a fan of nature. So um, I used to go in the springtime, go watch the turtles mm-hmm. um, at these natural parks. Um, there, there's trails and so on. I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, one of the things that I actually love most about Aurora is that it's not the city. Mm. I think if I Oh, uh, well, you don't got from, a love for the city? Well, I, I, I like the city to visit the city. Okay. But
0: I don't want to live in the city. And why is that? <laughs> Let's get real. Cause, cause mean, it seems like you're a country boy. People. It sounds like you're you're a country boy. You don't like the city life. I mean, the family. Hey, man, people. that's why it's called No Harm, No Foul, man. That's why it's called No Harm, No Foul. There we we keep it real out here, man. Safe space. Safe space, man. I Absolutely.
1: It. I love it. So the reason why I. I'm happy that I did not live in the city. hindsight is twenty twenty mm. um living outside of the city like there's no public transit that can come every fifteen minutes to take you from here to there, right so what that did for me, it forced me to get a car. It okay. forced me to get my driver's license okay okay I appreciated that mm-hmm. people when they come to the city when they they land in the city, it's easy for you to use to utilize the public transit. It's actually so convenient that you don't have much opportunities to be like, oh shoot, I wish I had a car.
0: Mm, right.
1: In my experience, waiting on a bus that, that comes every 30 minutes or every hour. Oh hell no, hour, hell no. <laughs> and those, those were the times when it worked. Mm-hmm. Now they, the bus used to actually have some gaps where it would run from 8 a.m. to 11, 11 a.m. And stop up until two p.m. and start start back again.
0: Jeez, yeah, definitely need a car. (laughs) Definitely need a car. So
1: so that's one of the things that Mm -hmm. uh, being in a suburban uh, town exposed me to. Okay. Uh, Acquiring a house. Okay. Like it's easy to get used to the apartment lifestyle. Yeah. Right. Um. So many people that live in the city, like that's all they're used to, and having a house, getting a house seems so far out of reach. Because mm-hmm. in the city, the houses, they're very ex- expensive. Absolutely. And once you get used to that party life, that life of the hustle bustle, mm-hmm. like you you don't see yourself living in an area that's outside of the city. It's hard.
0: It's hard. I, I'm just speaking from experience, like, um, you know, being close to the city, uh, moving out of, you know, the city into where you live or other places. It, it's, it's hard to fathom that just because... From like, there's always things going on out here, right? There's restaurants to try out. There's you know, there's the the nightlife atmosphere. There's sporting events. Being taken out of all that and put into suburbia is not an easy transition for a lot of city slickers. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think I think you, it, it it goes both ways. You know, you may look at it one way where it's like, man, I can never deal with that kind of stuff that you do in the city. Nice place to visit, but never live. But the city boys are looking like, man, it's, there's nothing to do out there. You know, ain't nothing to do out there. So I don't know, man. Like I, I lived out in the, in the bush as well, you know, or, you know, growing up, I lived all over the GTA, uh, as far East as Pickering, Oshawa lived in Scarborough, lived in North York. Now I'm out here, um, out West. So, you know, I got a touch of a little bit of everything and, um, yeah, like I, I like all aspects but me personally, I like kind of being closer to where the action is. I don't want to live in the action, but I want to be close enough to be like, you know what? I feel like little action tonight. I want to go check a sporting event. I'm going to go check the Raptors, whatever. Yep. Then it, it, boom, I'm there like within two minutes. You know what I mean? So so how, like, you've heard my side of things yep. now coming from the city. Yep. What is your argument in terms of why it's probably better to live outside the city? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> so if you don't go
1: within, you will go without. And I say that to say that when you're in the city, your, your attention is consistently on what's outside of you, what's happening around you. Mm-hmm. It takes away
0: from you getting to know yourself. Oh, you we're don't going really on a get... spiritual tip now. Oh yeah, we're going there. Okay, so you're saying you're <laughs> saying being outside the city, you're more centered. Is that where you're going? Absolutely. Is that what you're trying to say? Absolutely, buddy. <laughs> so why? You, that, I can't I can't argue against that because a lot of times that's why people have to go to spiritual retreats or they go on vacation leaving the city because you're right. There's it's sensory overload in the city, and that's why I don't like living in the city. I just. I like being on the outskirts, you know, just a little, I can see, but I don't have to be in it. But yeah, it's sensory overload. And um, I agree with you. You're probably a lot more centered uh, than, than most people out here in the city. But, uh, but yeah, I'll let you continue on that thought.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So being in the city, you're constantly in this like fast paced environment. So you don't get to slow down. So Mm -hmm. after like, Jason, I'm gonna ask this, ask this question, and you don't even need to answer. I'm gonna answer if, it. No if a month no go, goes by without you doing something, if what? If a month goes by without you doing something, that okay. kind of feels weird, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, for me, being outside of the city, that's absolutely fine because my I've got so used to bringing the attention inwards mm-hmm. and looking at okay, this is where I am right now. Going going to the club is club is actually. I bring things back into myself. So, this is where I am right now, right? Mm-hmm. And where I am right now, am I happy with it? Mm-hmm. Is this okay? You're going to have so much time by yourself mm-hmm. if you're, you're that type of person. Mm-hmm. You're going to have so much time where you're not like distracted by all these different flashing lights that's going off, mm-hmm. going off all over. Right. You're, you're not going to have as much friends that's involved in all of the flashing lights. All of the activities that's happening in the city that's true as well what happens after you like a lot of that distraction get removed from your 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 mental real estate what happens is that you get to like get more centered you get to focus on the things that's that's not working in your life you get to focus on the things that you want and and I'm just speaking for myself mm-hmm. but um I think if I was in the city, I wouldn't have been able to become someone that knows myself to the extent where I understand my emotions, where I understand what it is that I want, where mm-hmm. I understand what is it that I don't want. Okay. Okay. Like these things we got so clearer to me and also being outside of the city, it allows you to save your money. True.
0: Oh, that's a big one.
1: It allows you that's to spend one. less money mm-hmm. and,
0: and maybe even put it into things that can serve you. Absolutely. Okay that that's a really big one but how about multiculturalism you know damn diversity and damn well freaking aurora y'all the only black folk i know out there let's be real man what the hell was it like growing up man when you're you're the only one that looks like you out there
1: bro i'll tell you what what that did for me that helped me appreciate black people so much amen okay bro how so how so growing for the for the years that I've spent in Aurora, I know about going for months without seeing a black person outside of my family. Mm. And that time when I go to the mall and I see a black person, we both having the same experience and we're like, yo, a, communi- uh, a telepathic communication mm. was transmitted and we recognize each other. We see each other like the avatar. Yeah. I see you, my brother. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's what it's like. And... And okay. and feeling that it feels so good, mm-hmm. even if it even if it's like a you know a walk by, mm-hmm. or sometimes you know you're like what's up, brother? You 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 stop, have a quick conversation. When you don't, when there's something that you're not getting on a regular basis, you appreciate it so much more. Mm-hmm. And that's why my appreciation for for black people skyrocketed from being away from black people.
0: Got you. Okay. That 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 hits a chord with me because um, you know I wish we had more of that in the city. Uh, there's so much of us out here, but yet we just walk right by each other. And so many times I'll make eye contact, nod my head, and the man's just like looks away or just back on his phone. I'm just like, brother, man, we brothers out here, man. What you doing? Like, where's the where's the the, the sense of community? And it kind of it pisses me off sometimes. To be Bro. honest, it does. It really does okay one of the things i wanted to get into um you're a family man so there's a lot of listeners out there that aren't as lucky as you right now having a family so and and on top of that you're a black man with a family and that's one of the things that doesn't get represented and presented truthfully and authentically in media and it's one of the things that really grinds my gears it really gets me frustrated so having a black man with a family on the show. I'm so appreciative. And I just want you to get into, you know, some. what are some of the advantages of having a family? Because a lot of people in the city, they don't even want to have kids. They want to have dogs. They want to have dogs rather than kids. So speak to me about that. So you've mentioned a few things, but um, I'll start by uh,
1: connecting with uh, the representation of us as a race, as black people, and and the way how and what the media portray with us and family. I have four brothers. Of the four brothers, three of them have kids. I have a lot of black male friends with kids. My brothers, they, they, they have their kids. They're in their kid's life to a very high level. They're superheroes to their kids. And they have a, a, a family unit that's mm-hmm. working and building together. My friends, same thing. So as far as like black dads not being present in the kids, kids' life, that's not a reality that I get to witness and observe. Mm-hmm. So for me, it is also being vastly underrepresented on how amazing black dads are.
0: Amen to that. So there's that. There's that. That's point yeah. number one.
1: Um point number two, like having a family to me, it have a lot of advantages. Um, to, to start with, w- many times when people get into a relationship, they do it because this is the girl that came along or this is the guy that came along. Mm-hmm. The reality is that everyone is not going to work and drive well with everyone. That, that is true. That's a fact, yeah. Right? And um, some people are going to have different values. Some people are going to come with their own hurt, their own trauma. But I think what is foundation at creating a successful family is uh, starting with values that aligns very closely. Mm-hmm. Additionally, someone who can actually see a vision for the family and the the partnership following that vision. Gotcha. I'm gonna share the flip side of it. Mm-hmm. There was so m- my wife and I. We are that couple that you would look at and be like. They look good together. And we've looked good together and worked great together for such a long time. But we've been together, we've been married almost 10 years now, and uh, we've been dating for a lot more than that. Now, over that timeline, there has been a time when we went through a rough patch. And what happened there was that we weren't aligned on our vision. Right. And for me, as as the man and me being someone who actually looks forward and see the cause and effect of how if we're to operate like this, this is this will be the effect of it. If we're to operate in a state where we're not being loving to each other, where our marriage is not our safe space, where we're not, you know, being supportive of each other and making it easy for each other to be our best self. Um, the effect of that is that we're going to have kids that's not having a good time we're we're not going to be aligned in in, in what we're doing and we're never going to be as successful as we can be right so Mm -hmm. for me I I, I really do think that weighing the cause and effect of what's happening in your marriage it's something that's very important and we need someone who can be forward thinking to see that Now, I've gotten to a state in my marriage, actually, where it took a lot of hard work. It took like some really tough times for us to really like recenter from that rough patch. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got very close to separating. But for me and my reality, I think that I do not want to live a life where I'm not happy in my Mm -hmm. marriage. That need to be my safe space. That need to be where I come home and it need to. I would love for that to be easier than being at work. For many people right now, being at work is easier than coming home to their partners.
0: That's brutal. It's brutal. That's brutal. It's brutal. Mm -hmm. And
1: always aspiring to not settle for the status quo because Mm -hmm. the average relationship sucks. (laughs) The average relationship sucks. And it's so easy for couples to slowly degrade yep. and come into this average bracket. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you get there, it's a recipe for divorce. Right now, it's over 50% of marriages are ending up in Oh, divorce. it's higher than that.
0: Over, yeah. Yeah, it's higher than that. I think it's like in the 70s or 80%. In, in, in the US, I think it's 80s. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's steadily growing yeah. year after year. It's, it's madness. But. Yeah.
1: So I really do yeah. think that uh, mm-hmm. finding someone that you can actually work with and have a Good vision with Mm -hmm. that is very important okay additionally um it's 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 about like you know seeing the best in each other and bringing the best out of each other for me i i want to want to as i think a vision for myself and i think a a vision for a relationship i want to have that partnership to for my wife to be like i'm on board with that i believe in that i trust that i want to want to work with that right so um it's that level of partnership so i think to really bring this back in is Mm -hmm. finding someone that you could have a good good values with Mm -hmm. once you have the good values that sets things up on a very strong foundation so that when problems inevitably come you are going to be able to overcome that you're going to be able to work through it
0: i think our listeners appreciate that that's some good words right there from a married man who as he just explained has had some several rough patches but were able to to make it through. So that's uh very encouraging and uh inspirational as well. So one of the questions I want to ask you is uh what what's something that you never knew prior to having a family that you know now?
1: <laughs>
0: um <laughs> uh, that's such a good question because damn right it is. It's a fabulous question that we're about to hear the answer to right now (laughs) i'll say this growing up my dad
1: there was a lot of resentment from my dad because he wasn't a major part of the picture in my life
0: Mm,
1: right and um i got to a point where i got my first son um things were great we had that excitement but then a lot of challenges comes with uh in the initial part of having an extended family habit it going, it went from just me and my wife to now a baby mm-hmm. right and that came with its own stressors it came with it came with its own changes it came with its own challenges and during that timeline i was like experiencing some i was doing things that i wasn't being proud of such as um just like spending time away from the the family sometimes. Um such as
0: smoking weed. Whoa, where'd you whoa, whoa, whoa you leave the family to go smoke some weed?
1: Um, like spending time to to smoke weed and like leaving my wife with
0: a, with a major workload. Why the hell were you doing that, son?
1: <laughs> I was home in, I was home in the house. Oh my god. But like I mean, I got into that cycle okay. of smoking weed. And okay. this this is where it's going. Yeah. I got into the cycle of smoking weed. And um, it basically took me down a path where I was becoming disconnected. I was losing a lot of the
0: values and a lot of things that I thought I would would never do. Okay, so what are some of those values? What did smoking make you lose? It makes... So,
1: smoking in itself, uh, growing up, that was something that I had no intention of doing. But nevertheless, I did it, and I'm happy I did, actually.
0: Mm -hmm. However,
1: what that did for me, it caused me to get lazy.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: it, Shocker. It, Shocker.
0: It, it
1: caused some of my days to go by as a blur where, like, mm-hmm. I would reflect and a month, six months would pass, and I don't know what the hell happened over that time.
0: I think a lot of smokers, uh, the, sn- <laughs> the stoners, could relate to this right now. <laughs> They're hitting the like button right now. <laughs> Let's go, man. Let's go.
1: And overall like as a husband as a family, that took away from the person that I wanted to be. Mm. Now, I found myself one uh, on a hot summer's day smoking weed uh close to the garbage bin and I thought about my dad. And I'm like, "Oh shit, this this freaking parent thing is it's hard." Mm. It has a lot of challenges. It does. Right? And yeah. um I am fucking up right now in my process as a, as a, as a husband and also as a, as a parent. Mm-hmm. And I am fucking up and I am judging myself. And I thought about my dad who wasn't there, who, who left. And, and the, the epiphany was that we're all fucking up in this journey. Like everyone have their own their own shit that they're they're going through, mm-hmm. and it's hard. Mm-hmm. Right? And and in that moment, I did not want to like really judge myself too hard. So what I had was compassion for my dad, and the fact that he wasn't uh present throughout my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And um, I also give myself some compassion. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I think, um, that's yeah, the- I,
0: I mean, just to, to jump in there, if, if you allow those feelings to eat away at you, where's that going to get you? You know what I mean? Like you have to let that go. I'm glad you you said that you you kind of you accepted it and that you 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 I can't remember the, the specific word verbatim what you said, but it's like you accepted that to move on, because if you don't move on from that, everybody can always use that as an excuse as a crutch oh well my dad wasn't around that's why I'm doing this and doing that well he hasn't been around for how long though like when are you gonna get over that and live your own life through your own shoes or are you always gonna you know use that crutch to fall back on so I'm so happy that you you were able to accept the reality and say you know what like I'm living my truth I'm, I'm set I'm living my family so my question, so whenever you if you start smoking or you're doing something that's not aligned with your goals, do you always do you tend to think about your dad? And like does that realign you? Um what that moment
1: actually did for me, it it shows me uh, it showed me compassion.
0: Compassion. Right? So okay. what
1: mm-hmm. it what it was, was that we we're all fucking up.
0: Mm. Gotcha. Every,
1: every every day we're we're doing something that we know we could do better. Um, okay. Right? So mm. Compassion allowed me to give it to someone and also give it to myself.
0: To yourself. We live
1: in a world where everyone is just judging themselves. And when when we do that, what that does is just add bricks to our back and we're walking around with a heavy load. And it's not fun for us. The reality is that we are judging ourselves even harder than people can judge us. Right. And um, having that compassion, I think it was very important for me to like see, well, we're all messing up, but also move my vision away from the mess up and also look at, okay, what can I do that's different? That's in alignment with a better version of myself. Right? Because one, what you focus on is what you get. And if you're to focus on the problem, the problem, the problem, the problem, you're recreating that problem over and over. Mm-hmm. For example, if you're about to smoke a joint and it's like, okay, this joint is not doing good for me, but I'm smoking this joint. And, I'm, and you go smoke, go smoking because of the temp, temptation and, and the attention you put on it. If you do not see yourself as, hey, I get to utilize my time doing something else. Okay. I get to utilize my time Putting it in a different direction. Mm-hmm. I think where we put our atten- attention is where we put our energy and that recreates the the things that we're, we're looking at. So compassion allows me to forgive myself and forgive others. Forgive others first, forgive myself second and then move forward in going in a new direction. I like that. I like that.
0: Okay. it's a great answer. Um, Another question I have just about, but not so much centered on family and stuff like that, but if you could tell your younger self something about life, what would you tell yourself?
1: Uh, I would give anything to tell my younger self this, but I don't know if he would listen to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What would he tell you? Shut your ass. (laughs) (laughs) what would he say to you what would he (laughs) he was caught up in his
1: own paradigm and his own self image his own identity and um Mm. i i like hindsight is is a hundred hundred but um Mm. i i don't think i would have listened but what i would tell myself is that any limitation that you have for yourself is a limitation that you've created for yourself and maybe with the help of society, maybe with the help of your teacher, maybe with the help of the environment and the people around you. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe as an adult that anything I put my time and energy into, it can become a reality. As you so show, shall you reap, Right. And young Corey walked around with an identity for the majority of his life. Thinking that he's dumb, thinking that he can't read, thinking that he can't speak, thinking that he can't write, thinking that he can't talk to people. He grew up antisocial in many ways. Young Corey had a lot of those limiting beliefs that were tying him down. And I would try to convey to him that those limitations is not who you truly are. Maybe you had an experience where you weren't good. But you can change that. Anything you put your mind to, you can actually start taking steps. And with those steps and with your attention,
0: you get to change it. Yeah, That's deep right there. Nothing to add. That's, that's a big one. So what would your younger self say to that if you told him <laughs> that? I think
1: he would have find a hard time believing it. Because my paradigm was <laughs> so deep, man. I, <laughs> I, I, I failed in high school. Uh there there was a class that I needed to mm-hmm. repeat repeat and I tagged the label on myself that I was a failure. Okay. Right? So there's that. Like how hard is it to shake something like that off?
0: It's really hard, especially at a young age, because your 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 mind still is hasn't fully developed. Correct. So you get stuck and mm-hmm. you don't know how to escape it. Yeah. Because you don't have experiences that you can lean on. Yeah. So there's a lot of these things that was caught up in my
1: mindset. Like I'm um, growing up, I, <laughs> I have uh, two brothers that are older than me and two brothers that are younger than me. I looked up at my two brothers and see how awesome they are.
0: Yeah. I looked
1: down at my younger brothers and see how awesome they are. And I looked at myself and I saw someone who weren't good at this, that, and the other. Someone who was a failure, mm. right? So for me, Changing that paradigm is is a message that I would have tried to convey to my young self, and I hope he would have been receptive to Here and maybe if you can see see mm-hmm. see a version that actually overcame a lot of those.
0: I like that. I yeah. like that answer Okay, I'm gonna read to you something that uh, you have said before and I want you to Tell me what inspired you to say it. Okay. Yeah, okay We need to bring things back to ourselves. We need to bring things back to who we truly want to be. Do you remember saying those words? I do. What inspired you to say those words and where did it resonate from? (laughs) That is so perfect because what happens
1: with us as we grow up and as we go through different experiences, we have a whole lot of things that we take on from outside of us. So we need to bring things back to ourselves. So Mm -hmm. if we're in a environment and everyone is doing, doing a specific thing one way, but you really feel that you should do it another way. Mm -hmm. Many times we do things the way the majority of people are doing things because it's what the majority of people are doing. Mm -hmm. So if the majority of people are utilizing their time at the club, and that's the people that we spend time with, we're, we're, we're gonna do that. If the majority of people think that, you know, drinking water from a puddle is good for you, and there's pressures from that majority to drink that water from the puddle, that's what we're gonna do, because we go with the masses, but I really do think that M in masses is silent.
0: Mm, masses, I hear you on that. <laughs> So we
1: need to bring things back to ourselves, and what that means is not being afraid to be unique, not being afraid to be weird, not being afraid to do the things that you feel is right and not acquiescing and conforming to society and the people around us. And there's so much acquiescing that's happening from society as as a whole, from our work environment, Mm -hmm. from our home environment even. There are things that are set on our heart and things that we want to do, but we are ignoring that because the people around us are doing things one way or the people around us have a different mindset. So we need to bring things back to us and really like embrace our uniqueness and embody that version of us that knows what we want.
0: And I feel motivated already, man. Where's the gym at? I feel like pumping some iron after listening to you, man. I hope uh, our listeners are getting that same type of jolt and they want to make a change uh, you know, early in this year uh, and, and better themselves. Yes. This situation that you're in right now could be the fuel that pushes you to take the steps that you need to take. Don't curse your situation. Let it be that lesson. Let it be that accelerator that will take you out of your hole to the top of your mountain. Wow. I said that.
1: You said that. Those (laughs) were your words, brother. Hearing it from someone else, I I really like it. But um, nevertheless, (laughs) um, we all have something that's happening in our life that we don't like. There's a very few people that's living a life with no major pain or ache or situation that they don't really want to change. We all have something that we want to change. And... Many times when we look at our problems whether it's being in a relationship with some someone that does not align with you or being having let's say mel- mental illness or or being having anxiety those situations they are they're hard and it sucks however those are the exact situations that we need to to grow from those are the exact situations that we need to take as a, a learning ground as a as a playground to learn and overcome because on the other side of us overcoming that situation is a heroic version of herself so i really do believe that whatever problem that we might be going through right now it's an opportunity for us to build a new skill. It's an opportunity for us to learn. It's an opportunity to become that much stronger because I believe that the problems in our life are very similar and it repeats itself over and over and over and over and over. I've seen someone that actually led people in their life and as they led people into their life, they basically do people pleasing to a very high extent and they lose themselves. Mm -hmm. and what happens is that that becomes sour Mm -hmm. and I've seen someone that do that over and over and over and over however that same problem even though it hurts when they run into that problem that's where the growth is that's where the opportunity is to become someone new so instead of looking at your problems as this curse It is that thing that allows you to be a better person. And as you work on overcoming that problem, it takes you out of a hole into a a different place in your life. It takes you to to the top of its own mountain. Mm -hmm. And you get to deal with things differently. You get to respond differently. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Words from the wise man, Corey. I love it. I love it. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off some quotes that uh, came from other people and uh, maybe turn this into like a little game try to guess who said this all right. i know it's gonna be hard because i mean shoot it's gonna be hard <laughs> but see if you you, you recognize the all words right. from these people all right starting with number one the day you stop racing is the day you will win the race
1: the day you stop racing is the day you will win the race you like that one?
0: Oh that sounds deep i like that one man. that sounds deep I, like, I love yeah. that one. I had to write that one down Ooh. to share it with the audience. The day you stop racing is the day you will win the race. The day you stop racing is the day you will win the race. Who know, I, said that?
1: I'll go with a wild guess. I, I'm conf- I don't think I'll get it, but I'll go with a wild guess. But um, I would
0: say maybe like a Michael Jordan.
1: It so, actually sounds very spiritual to me.
0: Mm, it yeah. came with, from a very spiritual man okay that's so.
1: awesome let me add one more thing all right, all right. <laughs> have you watched the movie kung fu panda
0: i mean i the I, part one yes
1: i, I, I part, think I, part one maybe part, part one, one is what i'm talking about okay. remember mm. when um pose that that the duck or the goose oh God. um he yeah. was like there's no secret ingredients to the secret soup so, oh yes yes i remember yeah. that yeah mm-hmm. it, it, it it's just because if you decide that it's special, it is special, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So um, it, it sounds very spiritual to me. So um, I don't know who, would, who who said that, but my um, guess is it's Michael Jordan. Bob Michael was Jordan
0: was a good guess, but unfortunately, it was not Michael Jordan. It was Bob Marley.
1: Bob Marley. Marley who, said that. Yes, love it, love great, it. I knew
0: it's spiritual. Yes, very deep, very deep. Okay, I'll give you another one. This This one comes from one of my favorite people that ever lived okay a people without the knowledge of their past history origin and culture is like a tree without roots let me say it one more time a people without the knowledge of their past history origin and culture Is like a tree without roots. Can you say it in the accent of that person? (laughs) (laughs) That will give it away. That will give it away. My 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 guess is Nelson Mandela. Ooh, close. I mean, it is kind of close, but not really close. This is Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That that's one of my favorite quotes uh, from my one of my favorite people uh, ever lived. Uh, Okay. Last one. A man who stands for nothing will fall for anything. anything. You, you finished the line. <laughs> you must know who said it then. You finished <laughs> the line. Let's goes. go. <laughs> ah, this is a stand-up person. Very stand-up person. Very strong-minded. Mm. Like all the people I, I selected. Yes, that's true. I'll go, I'll go with a guess. I, don't, I know the quote, but I don't know...
1: Who who it is for sure, my guess would be uh, Malcolm X. You got it. Amazing.
0: You got it. I knew you were going to get one of them. I got it. A- you got the X. You got the Malcolm X. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, is there anything else that really, you know, you're like, you know what, man, I, I want to come on the podcast. I want to, I want to say this. Here's your time. Here, now is yeah. the opportunity. Right There's now.
1: something that I, that I would like to, to do, but it's, it's going to be an activity for, for uh, the, the audience, if that's okay. Absolutely. I'll make it simple. All right. So um, right now at it, as it is, like look at your life the way it is. And also look at the last few years. What direction do you think things are actually going over the last few years? Mm-hmm. Now, is there something in your life that you do not like? And there's something that in your life that you want to change? Mm-hmm. For me, I'll say this. It is my finances. I want to like, really work on that and be at a level where I can have the freedom that I want to have for my life and my family and to help the people I want to help and so on, right? Right. So um, look at where we are right now. And if there's something that you want to change in your life, you have time to do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you're 40 years old, uh, 20 years old or 60 years old. We are here right now and we're breathing and we have time to do that, right? And 10 years is gonna happen 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. So what we get to do right now is look at what we don't like, what's on the other side of what we don't like is something that we do like. And once you find that thing that you do like, start taking steps towards it. If there's a problem you wanna fix, start taking steps towards fixing that problem. Mm-hmm. If there's something that you wanna create, start taking steps towards creating that something. Mm-hmm. too many people right now in this world are living passively and it hurts me there's people with so much potential mm. that I actually admire in one area of their life but you know we're sitting still We're we're waiting on people and the government to save us no one is gonna save us and we have the power and the capability to take our life in the dire- direction that we want to take it so what it what it is on the other side of your the problem that you're having, what it is on the other side of that pain that you're having. Get to know that thing and start taking steps towards it. In the process, you become a better person. In the process, you love yourself more. And in the process, you also get to maybe have some achievements as a side effect. So start taking steps towards the things that you wanna create in this life. This is the life that we have. Don't wait on the next one. Don't let your problems here, be handed down to the people that comes after you. We have the opportunity right here, right now, to break our own curses and create the things that we want to create.
0: Yeah, this episode was dedicated to my man, Corey. I appreciate you spending time with us today. Um, it was a really heartfelt, deep conversation, and I hope our audience got something from it. Uh, I'll definitely post your, uh, your socials, uh, in the chats and all that good stuff, if people want to reach out to you and ask you questions, and uh, just to, to communicate. But uh, yeah, thank you for your time today, brother. Hey, brother, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, man, no pleasure. No doubt, it's all mine, brother. I'll and that is nice no Day. harm, no foul, episode four. Let's go. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Uh, if you stayed with us this long, I appreciate it. Uh, if you liked what you you heard, uh, feel free to write a little review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Greatly appreciate the love and the feedback. So, I'm doing this for y'all. So, uh, you know, stay tuned till our ne- next episode. I look forward to speaking with you guys. Take care. And stay humble. Um we're we're back for a little bonus footage for y'all cuz we love y'all so much. Uh me and Corey were just talking about um you know, how, how great the interview was. And, uh, you know, he, he mentioned something, so I'll let him take it away and he can explain himself.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> Jason asked, I'll uh, hear that, you know, he was happy with the conversation. I didn't feel nervous. Um, it seems like everything just flowed. And, um, I, I, I had to share that that is definitely not natural. It's not, you know, something that I could say that I was born with or anything like that um again i grew up with my paradigm being i cannot read i cannot speak i cannot write and Mm. for most of my life i was an introverted person because of that belief system that i had of myself Mm. now i read my first book at the age of 29
0: years old 29 years old your first book
1: and i'm only 34 right now
0: (laughs) young man still very young man so you've been only reading for five years yeah bro Wow. Every look how, Listen, you guys, look how far this man has come reading his first book and now he's on the podcast speaking so effortlessly, speaking with so much, you know, freedom and eloquence and like that's 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 big, man. That's real. That's major. Yeah, that's major. So for all those people that feel like you can't do something and that it's too late to start something living proof right here. This man just started to read five years ago. Yeah, man. And here he is speaking on No Harm No Foul podcast.
1: Yeah, five years ago. And, and I remember that moment because, like, I was faced with a decision. I was sitting in the backyard with my friend, and we were talking, and, you know, we're, we're just, like, you know, discussing, like, you know, life and so on. Right. And um, he was telling me about the book he was reading. And as he was talking about his book, there's that voice that go off in your head when you're met with some of your limitations that you know just sort of reaffirms it and i made a declaration to my friend that i'm gonna read a book like i just told him i'm gonna read a book and it just so happened that he was like i got a book for you Mm -hmm. i'm so happy that the book he gave me wasn't uh, like this massive book with, <laughs> right, right, with small text because god knows i probably would have gotten discouraged or something with that mm-hmm. but the book he gave me it was called uh, the seven spiritual laws of success, success by deepak chopra okay. it just so happened that that was a spiritual book as well mm-hmm. and um like i was so proud of myself when i completed that
0: book bro. which I you should have been man, i read real.
1: every word I read the 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 table of content. I read <laughs> I read everything, of um, you know the the forward everything. Yeah, everything. I, I read it all just to That's be amazing. like I've done it. You did it. And once I w- like as I got started, it was a bit challenging because it was losing me. Like right. of course the demons would try to come back and be like, you can't do you this, can't You can't do, do it. Do that. You can't do it. Right. Yeah. But I kept pushing. Mm. And as I got to midway in the book, I'm like, I'm, I'm basically halfway there. There you go. So I just continue pushing. And, you know, it, it was a great read, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at the end of it, I felt so proud because I was able to do something that I thought I could have never done. I, I've never mm. built the courage to do it before. And here mm-hmm. I am on the top of my mountain with my first complete book in my hand. It was so amazing, bro. (laughs) Oh, man, I can't imagine
0: that feeling you must have felt there, brother. That's major. So, yeah, we challenge you, audience, to do something that you've always wanted to do, but the demons always tell you that you can't do it. Just ignore those demons and just do what you got to do. You know, as you heard the story from Corey, you know, uh, he was able to put aside those those, those thoughts in his head and those things that would eat away at him. And he just, he picked up that book and he read it from front to back. So we challenge you guys to to try to do something that you've always wanted to do, but you're too fearful of doing. That's my challenge for you guys in 2023. So I think that that's a, a nice way to conclude this episode right there. Yeah. So we had to come back and, and and drop some bonus, some bonus footage for y'all. So I hope you guys appreciated that. Stay tuned for next episode, which we dropping soon. Y'all hear from me and y'all see it on the socials and all that good stuff. But uh again, I appreciate your time, Corey. I appreciate it.
1: Much love, brother.
0: Much love. So everyone, stay humble, man. We'll see you soon.